Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, we can't say it was a crazy week this week. Uh, I'm going to say today was a crazy day, crazier than yesterday. And yesterday was crazier than the day before, etc. It's these hearings, and it's how these hearings are being handled by uh, the Republicans. I'm sorry, I got to call it that way. It's the way I see it. Not everyone agrees with me, but I've got to call it that way. Uh, this is getting scary. This is getting out of hand. Uh, people are being intimidated. People are being scared, and I'll get into more of this in a few seconds. But let me start this way tonight. We're we're going to go tonight, not all over the place as I normally do. We're going to hit Washington, D.C., North Korea, Florida, Hollywood, Disney World, New York, and that's it. Because it's all there. It's all centered in those areas. Now, I'd like to start with tonight... I've been watching these hearings all day today, more than nine hours. I was glued to the TV set. I love this stuff. I'm a political junkie. I, I like truth. I like, to, I like to observe people, if they're telling the truth, which way they're moving, and so forth. So let me start with this. I spent 46 years of my life in the courtroom. I was a trial attorney. I know truth. When I see it, when I smell it, when I sense it, I could always tell based on my 46 years in the courtroom who was lying, and you know it. You know it right away. It becomes an, an intrinsic thing within your body. You know, and you know you got to go after him, and you go after him, and you generally could take the, law, the liar down. Today I saw two men lie, lie all day. Not to everything, but to enough things. And one was an Ambassador Volker, and the other a Mr. Morrison, both members of the State Department. Volker had testified uh, several weeks ago in deposition, and apparently he had lied. And the reason he was called back today was to give him an opportunity uh, to what we call it in the law, recant. Say, well, you know, I got this wrong. I, I misunderstood. I didn't quite understand the question. Uh, I should have answered it this way. Because if you recant, you, you correct your testimony during the course of the proceeding. And the course of the proceeding is, is till these hearings are over. It's just like a trial. If you got a 10-day trial and the witness lies on the second day, that witness has till the 10th day, the last day, to come back and tell the truth. Otherwise, they're guilty of perjury. They're going to be charged with perjury. So Ambassador Volker comes back, and he and Morrison, I'd say, are in their mid-40s at best, look very intelligent, sound very intelligent, and they lied. I won't go into the details, but they lied. You could tell they were lying. It was disgraceful. It was disgraceful, and Morrison, the same thing. Uh, Smartasses. They were protecting their jobs. They've got good jobs in Washington. They were protecting their jobs. Uh, they didn't care about truth. They're protecting their jobs because they don't want to lose their jobs, and they're gambling that Trump's going to be reelected. Uh, you know, 
I have to put things this way. We have very few people left today, very few people in this world, that are like George Washington. I know this is basic, but it's true. Listen, you know, remember he went to his mother, and he says, Mother, I cannot tell a lie. I chopped down the cherry tree. These guys were chopping down the cherry tree all over the place today. The, the Republican members of the committee were smiling. Look what you're hearing. Uh, disgraceful. Now, let's go another step further. Witnesses are being intimidated. Witnesses are being scared. Uh, you recall, uh, what the hell was her name? Um, I, I've got a mental block. But Marie something, she was uh, some kind of an ambassador over there with Ukraine. She testified two days ago. She was absolutely brilliant, this woman, absolutely brilliant. You could tell she was honest, and she said she had been afraid. She was getting threats and everything else, her family, uh, and so forth. Now, another witness uh, who seems to be truthful and who testified already uh, uh, in private uh, in depositions before the committee testified uh, today, Lieutenant Colonel Vindham. Lieutenant Colonel Vindham. And i got to tell you something. This is a man who was born in Europe, I forget where, Russia, someplace, uh, and his family, or in Germany, his family escaped. They escaped the communists, they escaped uh, Hitler, and they came here to this country. And he has a twin brother, and they're both lieutenant colonels in the Army, amazingly so. And they're all Americans. These guys, they're all Americans. And he got knocked around today, Venom. He held this position. He got knocked around. Though, for example, Nunes, the, the, the head of the Republican portion of the committee, uh, when he started questioning him, he says, Mr. Bindham, and the, the lieutenant colonel, by the way, was in uniform, dress, dress uniform, dress blues, said, no, sir, lieutenant colonel. And it was intentional on Nunes' part. He was trying to demean, show disrespect. This guy, Purple Heart veteran, Afghanistan, or one of those places, several tours. He's done his part for his country. Now he still works for his country. Uh, he's into the, the diplomatic corps, even though he's in the military. He's assigned to the diplomatic corps. And he said, he said, i got to tell you something. He said, my character's under attack. How I'm being treated is reprehensible. Uh, just These are personal attacks, and I fear. And tonight in the news... Five minutes before the show started, my show started tonight. I was watching the news. I can't get away from that television set. And it announced that the Army had secretly taken, after the hearing tonight, it ended about 6.30, 7 o'clock, the lieutenant colonel and his family, and had taken them somewhere to a secret place to secrete them so they would not be in harm's way. The United States Army, standing up to the President of the United States, his Republican courts have to take a member of the U.S. military who's got medals that Trump never got. He fought in a war. Trump escaped fighting in any war. And they have to take and secrete him and his family because they fear they're in danger. They're in danger. This is the United States of America. This is what this thing is becoming. Now, there are also rumors tonight that 
anyone who has testified in any fashion in these hearings against Trump, and that's already there's been four or five, uh, that they're out of their White House jobs. He's going to get rid of them all. Uh, you have to understand, these people are assigned to the White House uh, to do certain work, and then they go back to the State Department or someplace else or to the Army or wherever. And uh, Trump's aides, the rumor is that Trump's aides have begun uh, looking, moving these people out of White House jobs back to agency jobs. In other words, they're going to lose their, their great jobs these are the, the people, though, that have been out there telling the truth. They aren't the big shots. They're the subordinates who support the big shots in our governmental agencies, the ones who have been standing up to Trump the last couple of weeks, the ones that have been telling the truth and but nothing but the truth, okay? And they're going to be reduced. And he especially wants, this is what was announced three hours ago, what I told you about the Army having to move him to a secret place was announced five minutes ago, ten minutes ago. But it was announced earlier that Trump wants people like Lieutenant Colonel Vindham and Ambassador Bill Taylor, who did a magnificent job two days ago in testifying, be dismissed, thrown out of the Army, thrown out of uh, being an ambassador, thrown out of his civil service job, Taylor, okay? Uh, He wants them fired, fired. That's retaliation. Nothing less than retaliation. Is this how we punish people who do the right thing in this country? Retaliatory conduct directed by the President of the United States. Which now brings me to some other issues here. Uh, Let's see. I want to talk about North Korea. Kim Jong-un. Now, you got to remember, Kim and Trump, they're in love with each other. They write love letters to each other. Excuse the way I'm going to put it, they're asshole buddies. Boy, two guys never liked each other more. The only trouble is, Kim gets away with murder, Trump gives him a lot, and doesn't do anything in return, get us anything, and when Kim does something wrong, he doesn't slap him around a little bit as he's supposed to, diplomatically, okay? He has an excuse for the guy all the time. He's my friend, I understand him, we love each other, that love, you can shove it someplace, you understand? Now... South Korea and North, uh, South Korea and the United States every year have military exercises on land and on sea. Every year they train together in the event North Korea does the bad thing and drops a missile or a bomb or invades South Korea. And Trump has been putting off, he's been canceling and putting off the military exercises, saying we don't need these anymore. Kim Jong-un is my friend. He is the friend of the United States. Understand and recognize, my friends, today he is the world's greatest killer. He has killed more people than even Adolf Hitler. With the six million Jews he put away, this guy's put away more people. He has camps, concentration-type camps, where they're in there by the thousands, the hundreds of thousands. If you are in North Korea and you do something the government doesn't like, you're going to be arrested. You're going to be put in jail. Your entire immediate family, your wife and children, are going to go to jail with you, too. These are these camps I was telling you about. And 
your parents, your senior citizen family, are going to go to jail too with you. And those that are related to you but of another generation, they're going to go to the same concentration camp because it's always been the feeling of Kim Jong-un's father as well as himself that if you got one person in a family that did you wrong, you got to get all of them. And because somebody in that family may want to get you up or down age-wise, so you put them all in jail. Now, this is the guy we're dealing with over. This is the guy that Trump loves, and this is his friend, you know. So it was announced this morning that as a gesture of goodwill, the Secretary of Defense, Esper, all right, he announced as a gesture of goodwill, we were not going to have the joint military exercise. This is like the third or fourth time in the last several months it's been canceled because we don't need it. Uh, and I assume that Trump thought he was appeasing Kim Jong-un. rather. Uh, now, understand, since the last missile, I'm sorry, since the last time we canceled one of these uh, military exercises several months ago, North Korea shot more than 40 missiles out there on a test basis, missiles that could handle nuclear warheads. We haven't done anything. The South Koreans haven't done anything. Now Trump kisses his ass by saying, oh, we're not going to have the military exercises. Don't want to upset you. You and I are going to sit down and talk at some point anyhow. Well, Kim Jong-un comes back with this comment after it's announced to him that the military exercises are over. Uh, Trump linked. Trump capitulated. He's your friend. We're in love with each other. And you know what he says? Kim Jong-un? He says, that's not enough. You have to do more, Trump. That's not enough. Uh, We've got to negotiate over deregulation, because we have regulations against them up the ass. We've got to have that thing resolved. And you've got to do stop doing some what we consider hostile things. North Korea thinks that what South Korea and or the United States is doing to them is hostile. And until we do this, we're not going to stop with the missiles. We're not going to stop with anything because just canceling the military exercise was not an act of good faith. And we're waiting to see that you do exercise that act of good faith. I want to talk about Donald Trump's hospital visit. When did he go? Saturday, today's Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Any other president goes to the hospital, especially quick, and nobody knows it at first. Uh, it's world news. The leader of the apparently a purported strongest country in the world is in the hospital. He's sick with something. They had to rush him in an ambulance. No, no one knew he was going. And he spent two hours at Walter Reed Hospital. Then they discharged him, and he went back uh, to the White House. He hasn't been out of the White House. He has not been seen since Saturday, okay? So something's got to be wrong. Now, he only spent two hours, so I'm assuming he probably had chest pains. Uh, And that's understandable. Don't forget. Don't forget the walls are closing in. The noose is getting tighter. I don't know. I don't understand how he can handle the stress he's under. It will give anyone chest pains. Now, I've got heart problems. I've had them for 20 years. If you recall, 
Uh, if you read my blog every day, I was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago because I had chest pains. I woke up 2.30 in the morning, the worst chest pains I've ever had. And uh, fortunately, uh, they didn't know what was wrong. By the time I hit the hospital, I didn't have chest pains. I felt good. And they sent me. They kept me seven hours, though, and they sent me home because they don't. They didn't service me as swiftly as they, as they serviced the president. But what they probably did to him could be done in two hours, because he's the president. He's going to give. They're going to do blood work. They're going to test the urine. They're going to give him an EKG, and they're going to give him a chest X-ray. And after those four things, and it only it took less than two hours if you do boom, 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 and he gets that kind of attention. It wasn't your heart. We don't know why. Probably stress. This is what Lewis is saying. We don't know what really happened to him. Okay? We really don't know what happened to him. Now, I got to add into this uh, Humpty Dumpty. Remember Humpty Dumpty? Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Let's see. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horsemen and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Well, he's sitting on the wall, and he's falling off the wall. He hasn't hit the ground yet, Trump. He has not hit the, the ground yet. Uh, he's on his way, but he hasn't hit the ground yet. And I don't know. Uh, he's going there. And when it happens, ain't nobody going to be able to help him. I don't see this man making the election. He's going to get charged with impeachment. I doubt the Senate is going to impeach him. But I can't see how the guy survives. And I mean, his physical health. How can he take all this pressure all the time? Uh, no one can. No, And he's in great health, don't forget. He weighs like 270 pounds. He eats Whoppers or Big Macs for lunch. Uh, and when he flies on Air Force One, which has the greatest cooks in the world, he brings Kentucky Fried Chicken on the plane for his trips. All fact. <laughs> How can he be in good health? He's what, 77, 78? I'm 84. I have to watch what I eat. It would kill me if I eat what, ate what he eats. Uh, anyhow, now I want to switch to Trump again. He came up with another idea. If you recall, two or three days ago, he said, you know, they want me to testify at the Congressional Committee. He says, I think I'm, I'm able to. I, I, I would like to testify, or maybe I'll just give them answers in writing to whatever questions they want to give me. Bullshit. Don't hold your breath. He said this before. He isn't going to do it. He died. He could never submit to an oral examination. His own mouth would kill him within five minutes. Look what he says on the tweets. Uh, it just isn't going to happen, and he's BSing the American people. Also, he has a problem. He says something today, and then tomorrow he changes, or two weeks or three weeks from now he changes. Now, e-cigarettes have come out. Flavored e-cigarettes, bad. People are dying from flavored e-cigarettes, okay? He banned. <laughs> he, he, was, he said, I am banning e-cigarettes that are flavored. They are a danger to the health of the people. And on November 4th, he was supposed to sign uh, an order or a declaration saying they are henceforth banned. 
the flavored ones that were causing people to die. Well, it didn't happen on November 4th. It hasn't happened yet, and it's not going to happen now because Trump's changing his mind, they said. And the reason he's changing his mind is because his political supporters and his White House staff had told him, you're going to alienate the people in those states you need who support flavored e-cigarettes. And for that reason, he's going to keep those cigarettes out there. He's not going to prohibit them. And what is it? He's more interested in winning an election than saving the health of the people he has sworn to protect. Now I want to go to a real beauty here, Michael Pompeo, Secretary of State. Uh, I I, I didn't like him when he was a congressman. And I will tell you this because I follow these things closely. Most congressmen didn't like Mike Pompeo. He was just something about the guy. Uh, something about the guy. Now, he's got a lot of characteristics of Donald Trump. That's why they get along so well, I think. He is a total failure as far as working with and protecting the State Department employees. He's got 100,000 employees in the State Department. He isn't protecting them. Look how they're getting knocked by the president and everybody, the Republicans and everything else. And he's not standing up for them. He's not speaking out. Now, Tom Friedman is one of the greatest columnists in the world. Uh, he, he, he's with the New York Times. You know his name. I don't have to tell you about him. He wrote a column in the Times yesterday. He referred to Pompeo and, as a, and I quote, as cowardly and, I quote again, self-serving. Understand, Pompeo is a smart guy. He was first in his class at West Point. That in and of itself was impressive. He was sum, he was no, he was cum laude, Harvard Law. He graduated. Uh, you know, the fact that he was first in his class is impressive at at uh, West Point. But he's probably true to his academic classes. But those classes that he took, and this is what Friedman said, he must have flunked all his courses on ethics and leadership because he fails to look out for his soldiers in the State Department. Friedman further went on to say, boy, he nailed him, i got to tell you something. He would not want to be in a trench with Pompeo. Remember, when you're in the service, they always say when you're in there fighting, or you know, you got to take that hill, or you're in the trench with a fellow soldier of yours, watch your own backs because Pompeo won't, and that was the warning to the people in the, in the State Department, watch your own backs, Pompeo won't. Okay, which now brings me to, hold on a second here. Okay, ding, ding, ding. I got so many things to talk about tonight. I had a, I've been putting them in, throwing them out. Uh, okay. Syndicated columnists. Walter Williams said, he wrote an article titled, Young People Are Ignorant of History. I repeat, young people are ignorant of history. Now think about that for a second. My initial reaction was yes. After thinking about it a bit, though, I realized my reaction was not correct. Williams was referring to millennials, today's young people. I'm 84. I go back even further in reference to the young. 
I have discovered, especially since I've gotten old, I'm really old now, since I've gotten old, that the young rarely know anything, the young today rarely know anything of an historical nature that occurred before they were born. Life for them and the world began, and the world began at birth, which makes me wonder, does anyone pay any attention to history in school anymore? Which brings me to the other end of the spectrum, older people, because there are some older people who are ignorant of history also. And who is a prime example? We all know Donald Trump. And a president, my friends, without an awareness of history is absolutely amazing. No wonder he knows nothing, okay? No wonder he knows nothing. It's been cold here. It has been cold here in Key West. It's been cold in the north. But people don't understand. I had this conversation with someone from Birmingham, Alabama today on the phone. Uh, You get below 74 degrees in Key West, it's cold. People don't understand. We've got cool breezes coming off the ocean and the Gulf. Uh, We've got a hurricane that may be developing now. It's 450 miles out, but that blows cold breezes out of it. We are getting some of that cold spell that the northern part of the United States had. It does come down to us. And our temperature has been running 90, 91 degrees until about six, seven days ago. And then all of a sudden it drops to 75, 76 during the day. That's 15-point drop. That's big. And at night, our nights were about 85. Our nights are now down 69, two nights in a row, and last night 65 or 66. I had to turn the heat on. Don't laugh. That's cold here. Fortunately, our air conditioners just flip a button and you got hot air, or you freeze your ass off. Cold, cold. Cold, cold, cold. I want to talk to you about a very famous American. Uh, you've heard of him. I've heard of him. His name is Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. It was in this month, in 1928, that Walt Disney created the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. It was in color, and it had sound. Sound was big stuff. It had just come into being, 1928. And the name of it was Willie something. I can't recall the full name of it. It was an immediate hit. Everyone loved Mickey Mouse. No one had seen him before. Everyone loved Mickey Mouse immediately, and you know the star that he has been. The The reason I bring him to your attention, Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney, not so much because in 1928, during this past week, uh, Mickey Mouse was in effect born in a, a musical colored sound film. No, I bring it to your attention because guess who the voice of Mickey Mouse was in that movie? Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Are you aware? Are you aware that the national debt right now is twenty-three trillion dollars? Would you believe it? Twenty-three trillion dollars. That's a lot of money. It's the highest it's ever been. Uh, And it ain't going to come down in the near future. Now, Trump's happy. The economy's good. 
because the market's never been higher. I, I agree, the market's never been higher. But who's benefiting from this high market? The very wealthy are benefiting. The corporations, you know that tax cut last year that went through that Trump gave the very rich? That's why the market's booming. They got all this extra money. And their bottom lines on the corporate uh, profit and loss statements look terrific because they don't have to pay those big taxes. They had the humongous tax cut. But it's, it's, got, it's a bubble. It can't go on like this because if you're not filthy rich, you're not making money in the market. You know, they say, oh, your 401K is getting richer. By how much? Wait, because when this market busts, it's going to go down like they're predicting a 2008. It could go back as bad as 1929. Uh, and we should be concerned and afraid of that occurring, and Trump isn't paying attention to it. So our financial health is poor. We are sick. Okay, now. Nixon said before he was impeached, I'm not a crook. He went before a bunch of financial advisors in New York City and said, I'm not a crook. And what does Donald Trump say all the time? He, he, he doesn't say, I'm not a crook. He just says, I'm not doing anything wrong. But in essence, he's saying, I'm not a crook. And Nixon went down, and I'm telling you, my friends, Trump is going to go down. And that, my friends, is the show for tonight. I hope you enjoy. I'm sorry I had to talk about the president so much. But that is what the news is today. He is everything this past week with these hearings. Read my blog. I write a blog every morning. It's, it's published about noon. I have 70,000 subscribers, so it must be doing good. All right? And I didn't pursue any of these. These are just people over the years that have become subscribers. It's called keywestlu.com. Just go into your internet, keywestlu.com. And it's the same thing I'm talking about here, but I talk about other things too, not just politics. I talk about Key West if you'd like to hear about Key West. Other than that, this is Louis Patron. I am thrilled to have been with you again tonight. You have a good evening, and you have a good week to work back together again next week. <laughs>